From the shadows of New York's Manhattan skyline to Arizona's Valley of the Sun resides a radio program the world over has been waiting for. Hosted by two men no one has ever heard of. It's a place where idiocracy runs free and rarely a point is made. Kieran. Peasants. I can't deal with this. I am Rocket. Sir Rocket. I'm Elmont. Rocket. Winthrop, get the arts ready. We're going to Monday. <laughs> Together, these men will bring you laughter at any cost. Even if that means sacrificing their own egos or well-being. So put your brains on standby. Sit back and relax. The boys have returned. Lunatic Radio starts now. What up, everybody? Welcome to the Lunatic Radio Shizzo Solo radio program today uh, No rock, no uh, Leroy Jenkins who's MIA I don't even know where the hell Leroy Jenkins is anymore Actually that's not true I know where Leroy Jenkins is I believe rock is out in California So it's me today uh, Broadcasting Lunatic Radio show uh, And uh, that's how it's going to be I don't know Uh this is the flagship show of all the shows we do, but the guys that normally do the show with me are very sporadic in being on the show. So I believe Rocket's been on the show twice in the last two months. Leroy Jenkins hasn't been on the show in a month and a half. So uh, I don't know. I guess I need to figure something out, uh, but I am going to do the show uh, as long as I don't get canceled on like two hours before showtime. Because usually when I do the do the Sunday show, I, I know that I'm going to have rock and I know I'm going to be able to like improv off of him and do some stuff and it'll be kind of flowy and, and uh, that's what I kind of like to do. But if I have to do it solo, I have to over prepare <laughs> because my brain doesn't like work that well when I have to talk to a piece of sheetrock or TV or you guys and there's really no uh, interaction. So... Uh, it is me doing the solo show. I don't know how long I'm going to go, but I do have some stuff I can talk about. Congratulations to the Los Angeles Rams of the NFL, who apparently made the Super Bowl beating the Saints. Uh, fucking something to something. I don't even know what it was. Tried to watch the game, but I was uh, unfortunately on the phone. Actually, not even on the phone. I was uh, on text message with the great company called CenturyLink all day. My cable provider. Great uh, company. I, I don't know what it is with these companies anymore, but you can't talk to like a representative on the phone. You have to like, they, they, they make you go into this text thing. Like if you call the, the, the uh, you know, the this customer service line, they don't give you an option anymore to talk to a goddamn representative to get something done if you have a problem. I had a problem with two companies today. I woke up today going, it's going to be a fucking banner Sunday. It's going to be a fucking banner Sunday. I'm going to get up. I'm going to have some coffee. I'll run over to the folks' place, say hello, maybe pet the cat, you know, take the dog outside, maybe for a walk, you know, have, a, you know, some breakfast, watch a little football, and I'm going to come home, and I'll sit in my uh, studio, and I'll, I'll pop on the computer, pay some bills. It'll be nice. 
you know, half of those things happened. But once I got to the paying bill part, it, it took me fucking four hours because I had a problem with my two of my bills. Fucking two companies overcharged me fucking one was 60 and one was $57. I was like, what the fuck? And I got to get in the line to go, why is my bill so high? But I can't talk to anybody because fucking companies now made these major companies like Sprint, fuck off, and CenturyLink, fuck off, uh, are, um, you know, they're like fucking 16-year-old broads or, or, or like, a, like a teenager. Don't call me, text me. So I got to text the fucking goddamn company. And when you do that, you get some representative on there. You got to get them all the information. It takes about a fucking hour to get the conversation going. And then when you actually hit them with the actual problem, they just ghost on you. <laughs> There's like, ah, there's just some, some dick in a cubicle just going, I don't want to deal with this conversation. End text. <sighs> what the fuck is going on? I just want to pay my bill. I wonder why you guys overcharged me, fucking criminals. CenturyLink. CenturyLink is the worst cable provider in the history, of, and they're like the mafia, you know. It's like fuck you, pay me, and we're just gonna charge you whatever the fuck we want. Sprint's the same way. They've been raping me for fucking seventeen years. Seventeen years I've been anally raped by the company named Sprint. Fucking Sprint. I go to get a new phone two months ago, and the fucking sales guy's like, "Oh, we got this free promotion for headphones and and uh, some other fucking shit you don't need." I'm like, "Oh, free promotion? What is that?" Free promotion, and you think it's free. It's not free. Kieran, you're just, you just learned this dick face. It's like, we'll let you leave the store with the items, and you won't get arrested, but we're going to nail you fucking five months down the line for the next six months with all the fucking charges and costs for those items. I didn't realize that until today. So I'm like wondering why my cell phone bill is $183. I'm like, you guys are raping me like it did back in the day. Sprint used to charge me literally $600 a month when I had a flip phone <laughs> and I could send like two texts, texts a month. They would charge it literally. So I thought I was getting raped because I started like the last three months I've been raped by Sprint. My, my bill's been 160, 165, you know, fucking retarded. I, I don't understand what the hell's with these companies. Here's the kicker. Fucking CenturyLink. I'm like, I just want to cancel my cable because you guys are charging me $183 and all I watch is fuck, fucking Don Lemon on CNN and he, I even hate that guy. I only watch like one channel on the whole fucking cable thing. So I was like, I just want to get rid of it. I don't need it. I just want to get it and the guy's like, oh, nah, I don't want it. He texts me back. Nah, I just want the, how about the, you know, your promotional period ended. That's why the chargers are so outrageous. So what I'm going to do is, I know we're CenturyLink, but I'm going to sell you a direct TV package. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, direct TV is a whole different company, isn't it? Did like fucking direct TV buy CenturyLink? What the fuck am I doing? What am I doing? Who am I talking to? I'm not even talking to anybody. I'm texting. It's fucking insane. Three and a half hours. I got nowhere. I got ghosted on both fucking text conversations with Sprint and fucking CenturyLink. My problem's not resolved and my Sunday is ruined. So congratulations to the fucking Los Angeles Rams. Your pussy is breathing. Pussy breathing! Fuck yeah, you're going to the Super Bowl. Good for you, motherfuckers. I don't get these. I, it's so aggravating when you have like I know people out there, you know this, right? When you go to fucking, you're in your home and you, it's like bill paying time and you sit down, you go through your mail, 
Or you go if you do it online, you go through your websites to find out what you need to pay. And it's so aggravating because you usually have a stack of bills, stack of items you need to pay for. You know, 10, fucking 12, 13 bills, you know, little ones to big ones. And you get on there and you go through them and you notice that half of them are fucking way out, way more than they usually are. It's fucking aggravating. And then when you try to get on the line to fucking talk to somebody at one of these companies and, the, and you can't fucking talk to them on the phone anymore. You got a text message with them and it takes fucking hours. It ruins your day. Most of us only get two days off where, uh, you know, we get the weekend off. And half your day is going to be spent doing a fucking text message with some dickhead in India fucking trying to figure out what the hell's problem with your bill. And when they, when they actually determine that they can't help you with the fucking bill, they just ghost on you. They end fucking chat conversation. Later, dickhead, you're going to have to fucking text back. Find somebody else that might help you in this fucking, this facility that I work in. Unbelievable. 718-690-9294. Um, yeah. What the fuck? By the way, uh, the Patriots are now up 14-0 on the Chiefs. I'm monitoring the uh, NFL playoffs as they uh, take place here. Uh, it would be nice if the Chiefs actually made the Super Bowl because it would be like new blood in the fuck. I don't want the Patriots. I hate fucking Boston. I love Boston. It's a great fucking city. But the goddamn sports team, stop. I hate them. The Red Sox and the Patriots. Tom Brady has too good of a life. All right? We need to send him home. Like, have him, have him spend, you know, early February at home with Giselle, just fucking banging on the couch. We don't need him in another Super Bowl. This guy's got five of them already. Let's get some new blood in the Super Bowl. We already have one. We got the Rams. Let's get the Chiefs in there. Kansas City needs something to cheer about. They're in the middle of the country, and it's snow, and it's cold, it's gray. <sighs> they got no water around them. There's nothing to do. Give them a fucking Super Bowl chance. Apparently they just scored, so it's like fourteen to seven, fucking Patriots over the Chiefs. Oh Christ! Pussy breathing. I watched uh, that Friar documentary. Is it Friar Friar Festival? I don't know if anybody's heard of the Friar Festival. It was that festival, fucking you know, a few years back or maybe a year ago or something that was supposed to take place in the Bahamas, and it was supposed to be like it was billed as a luxury festival for kind of like rich people where or if you were just like the average schmo and you, you you know you had you know dispensable cash you can go to this festival on this deserted you know uh remote fucking island in the bahamas and and you'll live four days like a fucking celebrity because there'll be yachts and and uh you know luxurious amenities and fucking villas and shit you could stay in and this and the meanwhile, there would be like, you know, a, a music festival going on with like Blink-182 and fucking whoever else was fucking playing. <laughs> All I can remember was Blink-182 was the uh, one of the featured things. But, you know, so it was, it was built as a, uh, it was put on this, beyond this guy by um, named Billy McFarlane. And uh, he, who was like a, uh, owned a company called Magnesium or something, which was like some sort of credit card company. And it looked kind of like shady as fuck, but it was like a credit card built for or built and marketed to like millennials, young people. So in order to push that company, he was going to put on this um, fucking Friar Festival, music festival to kind of like 
you know, promote the image of what the card is. And this is what kind of people we want to have the card and sell the card to. And this, oh boy, <laughs> that fucking that Friar Festival. What a, uh, what a scam that was. <laughs> Holy shit. If you watch that documentary on Netflix, man, it was just a clusterfuck of just bullshit. They were all like people were paying like the, the lowest ticket. Tickets started for this festival, which would, I believe, bring in about 10,000 people. They could fit about 10,000 people on this island, which they later find out. You later find out if you're watching the documentary, you cannot fit 10,000 people on this island. So they had to switch the location to like a shittier fucking part of uh, another island, which was like kind of like a slump, like a, like a slum concrete place, but it was on the water. So it kind of kind of made do. Uh, but the, only 10,000 people could go to this. And if they actually brought in 10,000 people, they wouldn't have enough room or tents or anything to fit 10,000 people. So people would be literally sleeping on the beach or on the rocks or whatever the fuck. <laughs> it was this fucking thing was a sham among shams. It was so people pay in upwards of fucking $250,000 to go to this fucking festival. Anywhere from 450 bucks to $250,000 worth of packages. Like, if you pay $250,000, you get, like, a house, and you could stay on a yacht or some shit like that. Some, hang and they made this promotional fucking commercial with all these uh, supermodels, like uh, Bella Hadid, Haley Baldwin, Chanel Amon, Emily Ratatowski. They made this promotional fucking video to, you know, describing the Friar Festival and it's coming, this and that, and they did this, like, you know, about a year in advance, and, every, and then they shared it online and everybody bought into it. They're like, holy fuck, all these hot babes are going to be there. It's going to be on the fucking Bahama Island. I'm going to fuck go down there. I'll get my fucking rocks off. We'll see a little fucking Blink-182, even though that crazy guy's not in it. But the other two are still in it. So we're going to watch them and we're going to, you know, stay in these villas. We're going to fucking party on the yachts. We're going to be in the beach. Blah, blah. So people paid all this fucking money <laughs> right up front based off of one promotional video featuring Ja Rule, Billy McFarlane, the uh, the runner of the fucking thing, the guy that was putting on this festival, and all these fucking supermodels. But people think, you know, the image of this thing was was fantastic. They got a great marketing company in New York City to fucking do the, produce the fucking commercial form and stuff. So people started fucking buying tickets. Like, they they, they put out the, uh, they they ordered all these fucking supermodels to start tweeting about it and hashtagging it. So this shit spread all over like wildfire on the goddamn, uh, the internet, Instagrams and all that. So people started buying these fucking tickets, buying these tickets, buying these tickets, buying these tickets. So, uh, they start putting on this fucking festival. <laughs> they start setting up for this festival and they hit so many goddamn roadblocks and half the shit that was, uh, you know, guaranteed or, or, uh, you know, promoted that this is what you'll get if you pay this certain, it would none of it existed. Zero of it existed. <laughs> oh, oh my God! You got to watch this. It's called the the Friar Festival, I believe, on Netflix. I believe Hulu actually also has another documentary, which uh, on the same festival, which I want to see because I want to see the difference between the two. But man, this Billy McFarlane, he's just like a fucking schmo, and he's a great salesman, and he got this shit going, and now he's in prison. Because literally when that Friar Festi Festival, day one of the Friar Festival, 
that's when people started coming. Like folks that paid to attend this up until like days before the festival was going to begin, they had nowhere to where to fly to. <laughs> they just knew that they had to fly to Miami and they didn't know where they were going to go after that. They didn't know. So they didn't know. They didn't know, like they got to the island where the fucking festival was taking place. And Billy McFarland, the, the, the festival owner, the grounds weren't even ready for people to show up there yet. They were still building. So he sent everybody that showed off on the plane, they, he sent them to one bar. And people sat there for 10 hours just getting bombed because they had, they had no idea where to, know where to go. Can you imagine paying fucking $3,000, $4,000, $10,000, $15,000 for four days of a music festival? And you get off the plane and you're in the Bahamas. You don't even know where the fuck you are. You don't know where your goddamn villa is. You're promised a villa. And, and you know, the organizers of the event send you to a bar for you to sit at while they try to figure out where they're going to stick you. And where they're going to stick you is not what you paid for. So what he did was Billy McFarland because he, he realized that the island during the time of the festival was also hosting some other local event that takes place annually and it brings in a lot of like snowbirds and a lot of people from you know various parts of the world so there's another attraction going on so there's all the all the you know the 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 rentable houses and all this shit it's already they're already booked they're already booked for this other thing that's happening on Allen so he has nowhere to put these people for the fucking fire zero so what he what he does is he starts setting up these fucking tents he got from like fucking FEMA <laughs> like it they're hurricane tents like for like people who are like displaced from their home because a hurricane came through he puts them in these fucking tents and he buys like a bunch of furniture from Ikea and he puts it inside the tents and what happened the day before the night before the festival day one when the, the, the night before people were, were going to fly in the first jet was going to fly in and, and attendees were going to get off the jet they had a fucking torrential downpour so he built this fucking sea, this fucking sea of fucking hurricane tents with these beds inside for people to sleep in. He thought he might, Billy might thought he, you know, get away with it. But he would have, he, he might have made it work, but it fucking had a downpour. Everything turned into mud. All the mattresses were ruined. All the, all the you know, the linens, the cloth, towels, everything was ruined. It was Fucking a disaster. Yeah. Unreal. Like, it, 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 there's a story in there about how um, they needed water. They needed water, like, like a, you know, days before the festival, Friar Festival was going to take place. They needed, they had these, like, shipments of water, like Avion water, like tankers, three tankers of Avion water needed, needed to be brought to, um, you know, the festival site. But the, like the Port Authority or something there in the Bahamas was like, we're not giving you any fucking water because you owe us, blah, blah, blah. So Billy calls like the the guy that's, you know, the head of the festival organizing it. And he's like, and the guy was gay. This is the story in the documentary on Netflix. Story goes is that Billy uh, tells this dude to go down to uh, the manager of the Port Authority and blow him. Suck his dick. <laughs> Literally suck his dick because the guy's gay and the promoter of the, you know, the guy that's managing the festival is gay. So that guy was like, okay, I'm going to go down there. And I'm, uh, I know I've been doing this for 30 years and I'm, I got a great career, but I guess I'm going to go blow this guy for our tankers of water. 
Oh. You really got to check out this Friar Festival thing. It's on Netflix. I know Hulu's got one too. But it was a mess. It's very entertaining. And this Billy McFarlane guy, he is just a scumbag. Apparently he's doing like seven years in prison or something. He got sentenced to like seven years in prison for all sorts of shit. Like he was, you know, um, telling lies to all of his investors, saying he's got this and that much money and not paying bills. And that Friar Festival thing was a shit show. The only thing that was actually true was the promotional video. Everything else was a lie. He had no, like, they, like there was so much shit. It was very entertaining. Do you have your... It's Pussy breathing! Pussy breathing. You want a fucking yeast infection? That whole festival was a big yeast infection. They went off like a yeast infection. Everybody was miserable. Everybody was miserable. There, it was literally like Animal House when everybody, all these attendees showed up. All these concert goers uh, showed up. It was, they were just like, what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, can you imagine? Can you imagine flying all the way to Bahamas with your broad or your chick? And you're like, ah, oh, babe, I got the greatest fucking vacation for us. You know, let's get, let's get away. Let's, yeah, you know, I paid, you know, two grand for us to go. It's going to be like two days. We'll be there. Two or four days we'll be there and we'll have a great time. We're going to see Blink-182 and some other fucking rap band. We're going to like live like rock stars. And they get there and they literally have no food, hardly any water. And you're sleeping on a mud Ikea bed in a fucking hurricane tent. <laughs> and... There's not even one, like, reserved for you. You just, like, first come, first serve. So you got to find, the like, the, the tent that was uh, least damaged by the torrential downpour from the fucking storm the previous night. Unreal. 718-690-9290 if you want to uh, call into... I'm doing a show solo. Uh, by the way, uh, the Chiefs are marching down the field on the Patriots. Chiefs, Rams, Super Bowl would be a good one. I would like to uh, see that. That would be a good one. Uh, yeah, a lot of things in that documentary were fucking insane. What was crazy is that after all this stuff was over and Billy McFarlane was arrested for fraud and all fucking shit, swindling investors out of their money and all this stuff, um, he was you know obviously arrested and, and he posted bond for like 300 grand. So he posted bond for 300 grand Got out of jail. Uh, temporarily, he went back to his parents' house in New Jersey and lived in his parents' basement. But somehow, he hooked up with somebody else. Like, the document doesn't describe who he hooked up with, but they, they, they it, it does say that the guy was, like, kind of, like, connected, quote-unquote. Quote so, uh, some reason, he filmed all this shit, too, which was so bizarre. Like, he was constantly filming himself. Very narcissistic. But he hooked up with this guy who was apparently connected and he started up this other fucking hustle scam thing called like Hollywood Access VIP or something. And he was, um, and this company was saying that they are going to sell you uh, cheaper tickets to certain like major events like the Grammys, fucking Victoria's Secret concert, Super Bowl, uh, the Masters golf tournament. You know, which you can't even buy tickets to. Like, th those aren't even tickets you can buy. Those things are handed out by the master's fucking... So it was all another fucking scam. So this guy's fucking... He's literally... Oh, it's so bizarre. 
He's literally out on bond and he's starting another fucking scam. So he's ended up, he got arrested for that too. He's out on bond, hooks up with the dude, gets a posh hotel room, invites a camera crew to that hotel room to film him doing this other scam called Hollywood Access TV, blah, blah, blah. And they literally generated within the span of a couple hours, like 150 grand or something like that. It was insane. Uh, just saw Sebastian Manicasco last night live. He was amazing. Check it out on Netflix. He is great. Yeah, he's that Italian fucking boy. He's like that guy. Yeah, I'm not. I I, I see. I had never seen us. Uh, this is cool. Teacher checking in the chat room. I've never seen Sebastian uh, Manicasco's fucking stand up. I've seen like snippets of it where he's like fucking just like a, like a like a five second clip here and there, and I just. His voice is one of them, like, fucking New York voices that annoys me. It's one of them fucking Italian. Give me the schmutter. I can't. All right. I'll look it. I'll, I'll check it out, cool teacher. Sebastian. What is the name? Manicasco? The guy's fucking loaded. That that guy is, a, is like a comedian not many people know about. But that motherfucker makes a shit ton of money. He made like 15 mil last year. For doing fucking Italian jokes. Go for that guy. Uh, 718-690-9290. I was at the gym last night at midnight. Because that's what I do. I go to the fucking gym at midnight. And uh, I was actually, uh, I was watching two dudes uh, in, in, in dress shirts. Like short sleeve dress shirts, dress slacks, and dress shoes. In the gym, doing bicep curls and taking pictures of each other, doing bicep curls in like in clothes that you would literally go out to dinner with at a nice restaurant at midnight in my gym. I was watching this. I was like, these two motherfuckers. <laughs> it's a different world, man. I was just sitting there going, what the fuck? What the fuck are you guys doing? They're, they're, they're in dress shoes. At the gym, wearing like a button down dress shirt, doing like, and like curling. I'm showing this on the camera if you watch this on YouTube. By the way, uh, youtube.com uh, backslash C backslash lunatic radio. Just search lunatic radio on YouTube and subscribe to the channel so you can fucking get when the show's live and you can interact with us in the chat room. These guys are doing fucking bicep curls and they're wearing dress attire. At the gym at midnight. The only thing I can figure is that they're you know they're gonna do these bicep curls so they want to get each other hot so they can go home and suck each other's dicks. It's the only thing I could fuck. I was sitting there watching. I'm going, this is a, this is not my world anymore. This is not my generation's world anymore. This is the younger person's gener. This is the younger generation's world. And apparently that's passable in the younger generation's world. You know, going to a gym at midnight with your fucking, you know, buddy who you could be gay with. I don't know. <laughs> and take pictures of each other wearing fucking dinner attire doing bicep curls. Unreal. Like they would literally hold the weight as like mid curl and the guy would take like a picture of the dude. So his biceps are pumped up. It's the gayest shit I've ever seen. I'm not saying gay's bad. I'm just saying like, what the fuck? That's weird. Taking picture of your buddy in the gym is weird. 
that's weird. Like, if, like, back in fucking 1992 or 1994, if I went to my buddy, like, hey, let's go to the gym so we can take pictures of each other, no matter what time of day it was, if it was, like, the ideal time that everybody went to the gym, it's just weird. I'm not taking pictures of my buddy at the gym. It's weird. It's fucking bizarre. But in this generation, that shit passes. It's all right. In this generation, you can fucking go to the gym, take your shirt off, and take a picture of yourself in a mirror. Passes in this generation. Fucking passes. Pussy breathing. A lot of pussies are breathing out there. I don't get it. It's a lot of fucking... Like, back in my day. And my day ain't that long ago. It really isn't. I, I always talk like I'm an old fuddy-duddy, but I'm not that old. Back in my day, you would be ridiculed for that shit. <laughs> ridiculed. If you walked... If you wore a tank top to, like, hang out with some chicks... You would be ridiculed for wearing a tank top to hang out with chicks because you're like, oh, what are you doing? Fucking showing off your muscles, you big fucking homo. This and that. Like, it was that kind of thing. Like, if you, if you, like, guys like iron their hair now. Like, it's ironed. You'd be like, what the fuck are you doing back in the day? Back in the day, that doesn't pass. Taking a picture of yourself was a bizarre fucking idea in my day. It was bizarre. That would be. Top of the line weird back in my day. But now it's commonplace. Watching these two fucking kids. And they, they couldn't have been two days over 21. But they were just taking, you know, literally, like, like fucking, they, they could have been wearing ties. That's what they were wearing. You know what I mean? Taking pictures of each other. Just all buffed up. It was a very homoerotic fucking thing. I literally wanted to go up to them and go, guys. Stop. It's fucking bizarre. What are your, you're going to look back at this. You're going to remember this moment in 15 years. And you're just going to go, what the fuck was I think? No chick is going to look at your selfies on Instagram and go, hey, look, it's uh, my, you know, it's fucking Jimmy at the gym wearing a dress shirt doing bicep curls. Who the fuck's going to like that? Go home. Stop. Stop doing bicep curls and dress fucking attire at the gym at midnight. What the fuck's wrong? Go have a beer. Go fucking dump over a cow. Go fucking try to pick up some strange at a fucking bar. Oh. By the way, no one's watching this. 718-690-9290. Uh, let's see. NFL playoffs? I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. I have... Um, well, I have some news. Erica Badu, uh, the R&B singer. You know what Erica Badu is? I better call Tyrone. Yeah, she's the uh, R&B singer. She's kind of, you know, she's famous, right? I think she's famous. Well, anyway, she held a concert last night and had some uh, words to share, you know, like between songs, you know, how like, uh, you know, artists like to talk to the crowd, say a little something, you know, show their personality. Well, apparently she says uh, in her concert last night between songs, she suggested we should all show love for R. Kelly. So here we go. Here's that audio. I don't know how everybody else feels about it, but I'm, I'm putting up a prayer right now for R. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
those things that we've seen on TV. Oh, y'all should have said that shit about. 20 years ago. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, y'all knew that, Come on now. No. No. What y'all say? Fuck it. Fuck him. Fuck him. That's, that's, that's not love. Fuck him. People in the crowd are really, uh, you know, in agreement with uh, Erica Badu at this moment. You really shouldn't take the, uh, you know, the line that you kind of want to show remorse towards a guy who took advantage of teenagers sexually. This is probably not, you shouldn't want to side with them or show remorse. Like, you know what? You did wrong, R. Kelly. You banged some, you know, you married a 15-year-old. You hit on a 14-year-old and the rest were 17. And you had sex. Like, you don't take, that guy's a scumbag. He's abolished from the world. You don't side with them. You don't show love towards them. No one's going to go with you on that. Was. What? <laughs> you hear that guy? Look at that. What is going on? What if one of the people that was. No. People in the crowd right now are just going, please shut up, stop. We like your music. I think we're going to start hating your music if you continue with this retarded rant. No, no. Assaulted by Why? R. Kelly. Girls are to be a defender. We're going to crucify them. Did you hear that guy fucking Erica? Jesus Christ. There's no one in this audience going, yeah, you know what? I kind of agree with you, uh, uh, Erica Badu. You, you're getting getting somewhere with this. She's just, she came up with an idea to try to kind of, you know, show unconditional love towards Al- R. Kelly, even though he did the ultimate wrong things for years and years. And no one's just going, everybody's just going, shut up, play the next song. <laughs> you're totally wrong on this. Just because you have them, like entertainers got to realize, and I'm sure a lot of them do, and I do too, just because you have a microphone in front of your face doesn't make your voice any more important than the next guy. You know what I mean? She just wants peace and love for everybody and healing for everybody. But no, it doesn't go with pedophiles. You don't get, no, they don't. Sorry, it just doesn't work. It doesn't work. Not with pedophiles. Not with murderers. You can't fucking, you can't side with these people. It's not going to be a popular fucking statement. No no one's going to roll with you on this, Erica. We don't care how eclectic you are. You know, how artsy you are, how great your voice is when you sing your songs or how great your lyrics are or how meaningful they are. When you start talking about, let's show love towards a fucking pedophile, no one's going to jump on your back. (laughs) 
You go, all right, let's ride this train. Healing for those who were hurt, because everybody involved has been hurt. Victimized in some kind of Oh, no. We talk about killing rides. <laughs> People are just like, please, fuck. I hope she doesn't have any comments about R. Kelly tonight when we go to the concert. And boom, there it is. Fucking two minute rant about R. Kelly. No! This girl's literally just whining the entire time, and her boyfriend's going, fuck R. Kelly. Let me see how I'm spin out of this shit. And then Erica realizes. There you go. Yeah, Erica Badu, not a good. I mean, I I, I follow the Erica Badu on the Instagram. She's very fucking entertaining. She's very artsy. She's very out there. She's very uh, trend setting, I guess. But man, when you side with a fucking, you, you, you're bonkers if you're siding with R. Kelly. That's fucking insane. That guy literally ran a sex cult. He had buckets in a room where people would pee in. He, I, who knows what he did with that fucking urine in those buckets? He went to he went to goddamn uh, fucking Ethiopia and said this. Do you have your passport? Did you get your dad? Who back when I pulled How do you... He went to Ethiopia during the height of his finger-banging teens and literally was trying to recruit people that came to his concert back to America. Ethiopians who probably never left the country of Ethiopia. R. Kelly was just going to hold a concert and pick them off and put them on a plane and fly them back home so he could fucking stick them in a room. How do you side with a guy like that? R. Kelly uh, stuff on TMZ. Old school rapper Yo-Yo. Oh, crap. I didn't see that one either. There's too much R. Kelly shit out there. Kind of done with it. <laughs> but the story keeps on going. And like the, you know, the, the world we live in, man, everybody's got a fucking opinion. And once another fucking celebrity has an opinion about R. Kelly, that'll be a whole nother story. And then we'll be fucking blah, 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 blah. You know? Ay, ay, ay. Uh, fuck Sprint. <laughs> I hate, I hate. Uh, I hate, I hate him. I hate Sprint. I hate CenturyLink. Cable companies are the new mafia, I think, because they could just raise your rates and they're just like, you got to pay us or you got no cable. And if you don't pay us this month, it's just going to roll over to the next month and you're going to wind up with a fucking $800 million bill at some point. And it's going to go to collections and your credit's going to be shot and uh, it's all going to suck just because, uh, you know, you don't want to pay the fucking outrageous fucking bill we give you one month. I don't know, for no reason. Ay, ay, ay. Cardi B is hot, though. Pussy, brave it! You want to fucking yeast infection? Fuck yeah. Cardi B had a yeast infection. I might even still go for it. Might still dive in there. Could give it a shot. Never had one of those. Never, like, you know, dove into one that had one. Probably not. I probably wouldn't go there. You want a fucking yeast infection? Mmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no bad. Check it in. More wills. 
No, no. Less R. Kelly. Will Smith. More Will Smith, less R. Kelly? What does that mean, Nomad? I have no idea what that fucking means. Will Smith is boring. And he's out there, and his kids are fucking insane. His fucking kids, what are they, Jada and fucking goddamn Moonbeam? What's the name of the kids he's got? They're fucking out of their minds. Yeah, I think Will Smith, you know, I think the leader of that fucking whole crazy family is Jada Pinkett Smith. She's a little nuts. I believe she has a podcast. Who doesn't? Fucking Christ. Uh, here's, here's, a, here's a story uh, that hits close to home because I've actually been to this university. Uh, SUNY Mooresville. State University of New York in the town of Mooresville is preparing a cannabis miner to grow cannabis. You can go to the SUNY University of New York, State University of New York, and learn how to grow cannabis. Here we go. Here's a story from some fucking place somewhere else. SUNY Marsville wants to prepare students for a fast-growing industry around the country and possibly right here in central New York. The governor is calling for legalizing recreational marijuana and News Channel 9's Jeff Kulikowski tonight says the college is already planning a cannabis industry minor. Just a couple of years ago, building a hemp industry in New York was a goal of Governor Andrew Cuomo. And Morrisville, being the ag college that it is, jumped right in to help. Now, as the governor pushes for legalizing recreational marijuana, Morrisville is there again. We're an ag and technical college. Our job is to train the workers that are on the... By the way, this is a brilliant idea for uh, by the State University of Morrisville. State University of New York in Morrisville. SUNY Morrisville. Because... That college, I've been there. My cousin went there and I went to visit him up there and there is nothing there. Literally, he went up there to like build canoes as like learning how to build canoes. <laughs> like there's nothing at that college. There's like a fucking, there's a guy's Chevron and a bar and there's the college and that's it. That's all that's there. So having a minor uh, that will teach you how to fucking grow and build, uh, grow cannabis, fucking brilliant. Because that place is going to be flocked with students and enrollees. It's going gonna, it's gonna to bring in a shit ton of money to the fucking uh, the university. Around in the workforce, and that's our goal. That's what we're doing. And so if these jobs are going to be there, we need to make sure that our graduates are the ones that are filling those positions. Recreational marijuana is already legal. Uh, solo every night there, Anthony. Solo every night several other states and at least for right now so is medical marijuana here with possibly more to come they want students that have went for horticulture or similar environmental majors because they understand plant growth they're not just hiring the guy that was growing in his basement for 10 years they want the people who understand the science behind it with our diverse uh, programs in agricultural engineering and um, horticulture and agricultural science and agricultural business we're going to take pieces of all those Morris feels like a hippie college you go up there you fucking you know you fucking chop wood you fucking play music you build canoes you fucking ride mountain bikes in the woods. It's one of those colleges you just go. It's really not. You don't really learn much. You just like go there for two years and you just just to get away with you. Get away from your folks when you're younger. Them together to develop. But this cannabis fucking minor. That's a good idea. Can you imagine when they, you know, if you go up there and fucking learn about growing cannabis for fucking two years. It's great. Uh, I, I would have done that. I wouldn't have been a fucking theater major. A cannabis. What a waste of time that is. I'm doing podcasting at 42. 
program. To four people. <laughs> These are hemp plants, obviously very, very young, just planted. But what the collagen tends to do, because the hemp plant is so similar to the marijuana plant, use these as stand-ins to help students understand marijuana cultivation techniques. Yeah, so they're not actually growing marijuana as students in the, in the school facility. They're growing hemp because it's like basically the same thing. The main difference is the levels of THC, so the hemp doesn't have those psychoactive effects, so we can use it as a model for growing marijuana. Like the I remember when I was at Morrisville visiting my cousin back in the day, and I remember being in like some dorm room, and like there was some chick we were hitting on, and all she was doing was farting my entire time. She was just farting, like farting, like laughing and farting. And I was like, this is the type of bros that are at Morrisville. This is, that's the type of bros that are at Morrisville. So they should have a fucking cannabis major. Need some fucking direction up there, cause there's no broads up there, no fucking hot broads. The hottest girl we saw was the girl that just farted all the time. Studied hemp growing in other regions and countries, and how to adapt it to things like the soil composition and climate of New York. They're going to be doing the same thing with marijuana plants. We uh, need to be the institution that people think of when they want to learn about this industry, which is undoubtedly growing. Jeff Kulikowski, News Channel Nine. The proposed cannabis industry minor is currently in development, but the goal is to have it ready for the fall. Now, the plan is also to offer opportunities for students to focus on a specific area of interest, like growing or business through specific course selection. It's a different world out there, man. Been great back in the day if I could go to fucking school to learn how to grow marijuana. Fucking make beer. Why isn't that a fucking major? Go there to learn how to fucking do craft beer or some shit. You know? Give people shit they can, you know, study and want to do. Put into effect after college. Get rid of fucking... I, I get why people want to be theater majors and shit, but, you know, that goes nowhere. <laughs> I should have... That should have never been an option for me when I went to, went to fucking college. I just wanted to go there because, you know, theater was fun. You just went there and you goofed around. You read some fucking lines. You're like, it was always a hot broad in class. So it's kind of like high school all over again, but I'm just paying fucking $25,000 a semester to do it. Uh, I would have got into weed if I could fucking learn about it in school. I'm great. You know, learn how to fucking get all fucking tripped out and shit. Great. I mean, how do you, I, mean, I would imagine people's fucking smoke a blunt and they read their fucking economics book, right? Can you imagine, you know, if you're fucking learning about weed, like you're reading a weed textbook and you're fucking, be great, tripping balls. Uh, cool teacher checking in. Uh, I did theater and education. Now I've been teaching since 1999. Oh, that's so crazy. Yeah. Is Kieran talking about the 15 minutes he spent at WVU again? <laughs> Chris Italia. Yeah. It's two and a half years. Two and a half years well spent. God damn it. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, I, I don't know. I don't know what else I got. I think the Patriots are still winning. Who's going to win the fucking goddamn Super Bowl? You know? Do we care? Why isn't fucking Super Bowl Sunday or the Monday after Super Bowl Sunday? Why isn't that a holiday? Because no one shows up to work on fucking the Monday after Super Bowl anyway. So why is that not a holiday? Why, why is the Monday after Super Bowl Sunday not a holiday 
yet fucking Arbor Day is. Who the fuck celebrates Arbor Day? No one. But the Monday after Super Bowl Sunday is important. You know why? Because most of America's hungover and we need that day to regroup. Production goes down on that Monday. Not a lot gets done in the workforce across America. We need that Monday off. That should be a fucking three-day weekend. Super Bowl weekend should be a three-day weekend. Who's with me on that? I think everybody. Everybody. Because not many people get Martin Luther King Day off. That's tomorrow, right? That's this week. That's Monday. Not a lot of people get that off. So why can't we have, you know, fucking the Monday after Super Bowl off? February 3rd, I believe. Uh, The Chiefs are kicking off, so apparently they scored. Uh, Who's winning this fucking game? Can't tell. Put up a score, Jim Nance, you fucking hack. Uh, 718-690-9290. You can take a vacation day. I don't want to take a vacation. I want it off. I want that off because I want to get bottled up and watch a little fucking Super Bowl with my older father and he can talk about the days when he used to fucking coach football and he could yell at this, you know, the screen and it'd be fun. It's like, it's like a bonding moment. 17, 14 Pats. Fuck Tom Brady. God damn it. I didn't realize that Drew, Drew Brees was 42. How the fuck did these guys play football at 42? How does fucking, how do you, you ever watch a football game in person? It's so fucking dangerous. It looks so, it's so more violent in person than it is on TV. And these guys are, like, I can barely get out of bed. I'm 42. I, I like, slide out of bed. Yet these guys are running around with dudes that are fucking 22 years old, 6 foot 5, 320 pounds, and they run like a 4-3-40 at them. How the fuck do you do that at 42? Like, I feel like if, like, Tom Brady ever got really, like, popped, like, no block, sacked, I feel like he would die. It's amazing. Fucking Christ. Uh, I believe I can get audio from the uh, game. Is that illegal? Probably is. Here's the... He knows this, this oh, 17 ain't holding up the rest of the game, right? That Tony Romo. Fucking goddamn Patriots are marching again. They are an amazing fucking dynamo of a team. 718-690-9290 if you want to call in. I'm not going to go very long today. Because I already just fired through everything I had. <laughs> Every All the notes I had for today, I just fired through them like, uh, you know, I'm just trying to get my fucking rocks off so I can go to bed. Um, that bleeding through, Christ almighty. 17 to 14. I guess it's going to be the Patriots. I'm not going to have this. You got to watch that fire fucking festival documentary on Netflix. Go watch that. I haven't seen the Hulu one. I really want to watch the Hulu one. Because I would love, it'd be like, you know, watching Fox News and CNN and seeing how they differ. I heard the Hulu one is better than the Netflix one, but the Netflix one's very good. I mean, that guy, that Billy McFarlane who put on that fire festival, he is the ultimate salesman, but the ultimate scumbag. And it, it what's great about the Netflix documentary is that it actually gives you that feeling of what Billy McFarlane must have been going through as the days are counting down to when festival, you know, the first day of the festival is going to happen, and he's got no infrastructure and no way to house 10,000 people in the location that he bi- he picked and built to fucking, you know, host this event. Like, 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 he didn't, like, I don't even think they knew if the fucking musical acts were going to show up. 
You know? And the guy, apparently, who booked the, all the musical acts, never booked musical acts in his life before. So he booked all these, you know, A-list fucking bands that come play for these uh, these rich kids. And they, they, he's never done it before. <laughs> so who knew, who knew if those, anybody, any of those bands were actually going to show up? It was amazing. And uh, God bless Ja Rule. Because that guy does nothing but business venture after business venture, and they all just bomb. <laughs> like, if Ja Rule was hosting this radio show with me, I'd have the same amount of listeners I have now. Four. He just can't turn anything into a diamond. Everything he touches turns into a disaster. <laughs> ja Rule, my lord. And, then, and during that, like, they're filming... They were doing all this behind-the-scenes filming of that promotional video. With, like, they invited these, you know, supermodels down to the Bahamas like a year in advance of the festival to shoot, you know, all weekend. They, they rented this fucking villa. They are all hanging out there drinking beers, drinking beers. And they had these chicks around. They were just partying. And, and the entire time, the weekend they spent there, they had these camera crews, and they were just filming everything that was happening. So it looked like a good time. And, you know... They would just talk about the festival like seven or eight beers. You like the whole time, they're just like slugging beers, jarvels all fucked up, smoking blunts. And they were talking about the goddamn festival, how it's going to be the greatest thing of all time. And you could tell by just watching that footage of that weekend they spent with those girls to make that promotional. You could tell just from that that footage that the, the festival was going to be a, a, a shit show. <laughs> you know? It, it reminded me of like. Uh, Rock and I, when we used to hang out in like 2007 after the shows, and we'd ha- we like six beers deep, you know, talking about how we're gonna fucking dominate radio in like two years. <laughs> Never gonna happen when you're six, you know, when you're talking, when you're trying to get something done and you're six or seven beers deep, it's never gonna happen. <laughs> so that's the impression you get. When it's it's, good. it's a very entertaining documentary, The Fire Festival on Netflix. Watch it tonight. Watch it tomorrow. Watch it at some point this week. And call in, call in to the fucking. Something. You can contact me on the fucking seven one uh the, the show at lunaticradio.com and give me your fucking comments. I'll read them. It's fucking interesting, man. I'm interested in people who can scam people. I don't want to ever be scammed, but I'm interested in that how that Billy McFarlane guy scammed these people out of fucking tens of millions of dollars to put this try to put this event on. It's amazing how much money he got out of people. It's it was amazing how much money. Uh, when he got arrested and then posted $300,000 bond, it's amazing. And then he started that uh, Hollywood Access VIP fucking company. In like five hours, he had like over $150,000 he scammed out of somebody. That's a, that's, a, that's a talent. That's like that dude from, uh, the, the guy from The Aviator, that the, the DiCaprio movie. He's like fucking just a, a swindler. Pretty amazing shit. Ja Rule isn't the truth. The racist kid did not call in. <laughs> Coming in from the chat room. No. Yeah, so watch that shit. 1714 New England, uh, Kansas City. I believe that's all I got. I'm going to do an hour today, and I'll be back on Wednesday to do the show with uh, the great Chris Italia, owner of the stand NYC. And then on Friday, we're going to do the uh, LR Friday Nights with TJ the Mayor. And I actually had a nice phone call with an old co-host of mine yesterday. So hopefully, at some point in the future, that gentleman will be back 
and a part of the Lunatic Radio Show. Kind of planted a seed yesterday to a former co-host of mine who I love very much. And when we did radio together, that was the best time of the Lunatic Radio Show. So that gentleman might return to the, uh, to the airwaves with me uh, at some point in the future, which will be fun because he's very talented and he's very thoughtful and he knows how to do radio. And that's what I'm about. I want to do fucking great shows. I don't want to be here fucking talking to myself. You know what I mean? It's fucking annoying. Today, I spent fucking watching goddamn, uh, talking about goddamn CenturyLink and texting goddamn Sprint and watching a guy fucking cut down hornet's nests with a fucking drone on YouTube. That's what I did today. Had a miserable day. When you get a fucking talk to companies that are charging outrageous rates for bills that shouldn't be that high, it's a terrible day. And when I get on the radio, I'm not in a good mood. So I think I'm going to fucking end this motherfucker. 718 <laughs> Oh, by the way, let me get this in before uh, we close up shop. This is Adrian Broner. He uh, fought Manny Pacquiao last night, apparently in Los Angeles or New York or somewhere. Apparently the guy, he's a boxer. And apparently he got his ass kicked throughout the entire fight. Manny Pacquiao ended up winning on a unanimous decision. But the, and the only one in the entire arena who thought he won was Adrian Bronar. And it, this is his post-fight interview with the, uh, I forget the guy's name. But anyway, here's his post-fight interview. It, it's pretty ridiculous. What did you think about the fight? What you, I beat him. Everybody out there know I beat him. Everybody out there. Judging, judging by the uh, reaction of the crowd right there, you know that they disagree. Here we go. What you, I beat him. Everybody out there know I beat him. Everybody out there know I beat him. I controlled the fight. He was missing. I hit him clean more times. I beat him. You averaged eight punches. Less than eight punches was the most punches that you had. He threw eight pu- I didn't watch the fight. He threw eight punches each round. He averaged eight punches each round. That's not good in a boxing match when your main objective is to punch. <laughs> I would imagine that sucks. In the round, and it seemed as though you couldn't get it close enough. Like, it already sounded like you was against me. So I already ain't, I already, I already ain't got a fair shake talking to you. But let me talk something. Let me let y'all know. I want to thank the whole hood who came out here. I love y'all. I did this for the hood. Y'all know I beat that boy. Y'all know I beat that boy. They trying to, what they trying to do is they trying to get that money again with Pacquiao and um, Floyd. But it's cool. I ain't worrying about it. I'm still that nigga, man. I'm on top Cincinnati. Stand up. West side. You're three, three, and one in your last seven fights. What will you do next? Hey, I'm three, three, and one in my last seven, but I'll be seven zero against you. <laughs> three, three, and one. Wow, he really handled that interview like a gentleman. I tell you that. You know, I dropped the M bomb. Shout out to the hood. What are you, fucking idiot? When you're a boxer and you throw eight punches around, or average eight throwing eight punches around, it's probably not good. You're not really boxing, are you? You're fucking fighting Manny Pacquiao. You gotta go out there guns a-blazing. Well, that wouldn't mean much. That's the end of this interview. Oh, yeah. There you go. But that was Adrian Broner. Apparently, he sucks at boxing. And he forgets to punch. And he thought he won. He's kind of dumb. Not very smart. Guy's not a very smart man. All right. Uh, And with that... I'm gonna call it a day. I'm going to go enjoy uh, Patrick Mahomes make a comeback in this AFC championship game. Join me 
and the great Chris Italia Wednesday for the Lunatic Radio Hump Day Show. Anyway, Chris and I get on there. We're old friends. He hosts the show with me. It's going to be fun. We're going to talk some shit, make some laughs. Our pussy's going to be breathing. Pussy breathing! You want a fucking yeast infection? We're going to give each other yeast infections. That watch costs more than your car. That's what he's going to tell me the whole show. Anyway, join us then. Join us Friday also with uh, the great TJ and Amir. Uh, follow us on all the social medias at Lunatic Radio on Instagram and Twitter. The show at Lunatic Radio is the email address. Go ahead and email me if you have a question, something about a segment, guest you want, fucking having a problem with your girlfriend, you want me to figure it out, send it to me in an email. I'll fucking print it out and read it and give you my opinion. Uh, Chris says he's not that great. He's pretty good. He's not so bad. That's a backwards compliment. Uh, yeah. All right. So uh, follow us, people. And uh, yeah, I'll see you next time. Peace. Kieran and Rock. LunaticRadio.com.